0: The Liberals' Gun Corner, a proud progeny of the Gun Rights Radio Network, hosted by Cowboy T, San Francisco liberal with a gun. This podcast is always available at www.liberalsguncorner.com, and you can email us at cowboyt at liberalsguncorner.com. Cowboy T here. This is episode 47, part 2 of a two-part series. We're discussing the latest plans by Hollywood top bosses to paint lawful gun ownership as somehow a bad, socially unacceptable thing. You know, like being homosexual used to be a few years ago. Hence the, you know, bravery of coming out of the closet, that expression. Well, now it's commonplace and I say, great, no problem. Well, same thing with gun ownership. Should never be one of those uh, in the closet sorts of things. Firearms ownership and usage say has a long and noble tradition in this country and indeed these entertainment industry bosses know that we'll get into that later well they formed an organization which we talked about in part 1 it's supposedly non-profit it's called the entertainment industry council or eic it's made up of uh, of those hollywood top bosses their goal is to offer uh, um shall we say, suggestions on how to depict certain things in the media, especially movies and TV. Now, they claim that their suggestions are merely that, just suggestions, and that nothing there is intended to hinder the creative process. Okay, remember, these are the top bosses of the entertainment industry. Let's not play Pollyanna here, folks. Anywhere you go, anywhere you work, when the boss offers a suggestion, the understanding is... That you follow that suggestion, Uh, if you want to actually have a career anyway. We all know how that works. So that's what the whole hierarchy below these uh, top bosses are probably going to do. Our goal this time here on the Liberals' Gun Corner is to counter these Hollywood top bosses on this issue. In part one, we got started on this. Now I'm going to go through their remaining suggestions for how to depict the ownership of firearms. And I'll explain to you where and how they're wrong. Now, that said, if something they actually says, if something they actually say makes sense, then, well, I'll tell you that too, as well as why. I did that in part one as well. I will give credit where it's due. Let's go.
1: Here's the first one. Consider having characters criminally charged for simply brandishing a firearm. Uh, that already happens, folks. Brandishing is already a
0: crime. These EIC folks need to brush up on their law.
1: (laughs) Oh, Next one. Try to emphasize that offenders get stiffer sentences if they use a gun in the commission of their crimes.
0: Yes, they do. That's true. Better idea. Instead, try to uh, emphasize that you don't need to commit the crime in the first doggone place. But I guess I think that doesn't sell movies, huh? I huh. oh,
1: guess it's all about the Benjamins, baby. Next one. Consider pointing out that the inadvertent injuries caused by bullets shot in the air by holiday celebrants. What goes up must come down, sometimes with lethal force.
0: What they're referring to here is called celebratory gunfire, and it's extremely dangerous, ill-advised, and should never be done. You, you see that in certain Middle Eastern countries, they'll start shooting in the air at like a wedding or something for added excitement. Gotta go with the uh, with the uh, the EIC folks on um, on this one, this particular one. What goes up indeed must come down, and that has been demonstrated again at these uh, Middle Eastern weddings with tragic results. Folks, if you're stupid enough to do this celebratory gunfire nonsense, then you're far, far too stupid to have a gun, and I don't want to be within 10 miles of you, you idiot! Don't ever do something so monumentally stupid. Rule of arms, safety number four, folks. Be sure you're a target, as well as what's behind it.
1: Next one. If appropriate to the story. Consider exploring a gun dealer's or a gun supplier's remorse about the harm done by someone to whom he or she furnished a firearm.
0: Oh, I can tell you something about that myself. Turns out that that Navy Yard shooter in Washington, D.C., you know, from, uh, what was it, 2013? Yeah, he happened to purchase that shotgun that he used from our shop. Yeah, we talked about that in the store. Here's how we actually felt about that. We knew good and well it was that killer that made the decision to murder those innocent people. That he did so at all, be it with a gun, knife, or otherwise, that it was terrible. It was tragic. See, we focused not on the gun, but rather on what that killer made the conscious decision to do. He could have bought that shotgun anywhere, folks. He happened to buy it at our store. And yes, he did pass the background check. Well, so much for this universal background check, drumbeat, huh? (laughs) We didn't blame the gun. The gun is an inanimate object. We rightly and properly blamed the murderer, and our hearts went out, (laughs) still do two and a half years later, uh, to the families of those who were cruelly and evilly slain by that diabolic murderer. We blamed the murderer, not the tool, and so should others. Next one.
1: Consider having a character use a gun in what he or she believes is self-defense, only to be charged with murder or manslaughter because it's determined that excessive or unjustified lethal force was deployed. (sighs) Yeah, that's actually happened a few
0: times, folks. Especially in places like California, New York, New Jersey, and other similar types of places. And that's exactly why we need good, strong, stand your ground laws on the books nationwide. Oh, and by the way, that includes a legal protection from being sued in civil court by the family of the dirtbag who attacked you in the first place. Remember, folks, someone attacks you, you're the would be victim here. You, not your attacker. The EIC folks just made the case for this. Wow. I guess I should thank them. <laughs> All right,
1: their next suggestion. Consider having characters successfully use alternatives to guns for self-defense, such as pepper spray or mace. Well, I have to call upon an expert for this.
0: How about police captain, Masad Ayub? Yeah, this guy's a captain with one of the police forces up in the Northeast. He addressed this years ago. Pepper spray or mace? Huh, you can't get the full-strength real stuff the police use. Uh-uh. The stuff available to us mere people, that's the watered-down version. Oh, and by the way, pepper spray or mace doesn't seem to work too well against someone hopped up on drugs, for example. Yeah, unfortunately, we've had plenty of cases of folks getting high on, say, I don't know, angel dust, for instance, and they fought right through pepper spray and mace before. Matter of fact, this very thing happened in Maryland a few months ago, September 2015. Guy was high on dust acting crazy there in the McDonald's. Took the cops seven minutes to bring this guy down. They threw everything but bullets at him. Pepper spray, billy clubs, tackles, tasers, you name it. Seven minutes. Just think about that. And these are the cops. No, folks, the only way to stop a determined attacker, especially if he or she has a knife, is with a gun. You know, bang, bang, like the old saying goes, God may have made men, but Sam Colt made them equal. What's next? Uh, uh, The Hollywood folks are going to get rid of all the phasers on Star Trek? Yeah, you know, start issuing pepper spray and mace throughout Starfleet? (laughs) Maybe they'll get rid of blasters in the upcoming Star Wars movies. (laughs) Yeah, sure they will. Right. Okay, I think I've beaten that one to death. (laughs) When we come back, folks, we'll continue with some more Hollywood talking points for Dissection. See you in a moment. Let's continue taking apart Hollywood's hoplophobia. Oh, that's a fear of guns, by the way. Got to throw in the the 64-cent word here and there, so you think I'm at least kind of (laughs) smart.
1: Let's continue. When appropriate, try to depict parents, teachers, counselors, and even peers giving advice to young people about alternate forms of conflict resolution. Okay, yeah, sure, absolutely on this one, yeah. Anytime you can resolve
0: conflict peacefully, I'm all for it. If I can resolve something peacefully and avoid a fistfight or worse, that's a win all the way around. That's what we call diplomacy.
1: Sure, totally agreed on that one. Next one. Try to provide role modeling behavior by showing friends trying to dissuade a character from arming him or herself after the gun death of a friend or family member. Oh, again... There they go again.
0: They, they, they only seem to care about what they call gun deaths. Folks, we've talked about this before. Dead is still dead. And that family isn't going to give a rat's posterior if the killer used a hammer, a baseball bat, a gun, a car, or a lethal injection of drugs to kill their child. Their child is still dead. But seems see, folks yet again only seem to care if the killer of that child used a gun. Knife? Yep, apparently okay by them. Baseball bat? Oh, ooh, yeah, clean that up, will ya? No, we don't want stains on our nice, expensive carpet. Run over with a car? No problem, nothing to see here, move along. Gun? Oh my god, the world is coming to an end, there ought to be a law! Lethal injection of drugs? Ah, no biggie, everyone does it. Uh, hey, the pay best Atlanta cook, would you? Whoa, man. Huh. Sounds to me like those... EIC folks need to get their priorities a lot straighter if they're actually interested in
1: saving lives. Okay, next one. Consider portraying a gun manufacturer making the right decisions in choosing to design a safer firearm. Well, okay,
0: that's already happening in real life, folks. That's been happening for a long, long time, too. Remington did it with their, their Model 1858 um, black powder revolver way back then. Colt did it in 1873 with the legendary pacemaker, also known as the single-action army. This is the one you know, chambered for that great old cowboy cartridge, the forty five Colt. Yep, I'm talking about the good old cowboy six-gun that replaced the model 1858 because it's safer. Smith and Wesson did it in 1907 with the triple-lock revolver and forty four Special. That gun's legendary for its safety features. Ruger's Redhawk and Super Redhawk revolvers use a, system, a similar system today. John Moses Browning did it with the 1911 pistol, and its grip safety served in both World Wars with distinction, and still remains very popular today. Ruger themselves did it in the 1970s with the, that transfer bar system for the the firing pin on its revolvers. You remember the uh, the Blackhawks back in the day? Oh yeah. Matter of fact, they still have a recall um, they'll, where they'll take your your old system and put the new uh, trigger bar system. Excuse me. Um, transfer bar system, not trigger bar, transfer bar system in you. They'll do that today, even if your gun is from the 1970s, 60s. And by the way, it's so good that both Taurus and Smith & Wesson use a very similar system today with their guns right now. Oh, also, generally speaking, metallurgy has gotten better over the decades. Built-in safeties, those have improved. It's already happening, folks. It's been happening for over 150 years. (sighs) You know, I wish these Hollywood folks would portray these these safety advances. Well, I guess that doesn't fit their preferred narrative now, does it? You know, guns unsafe.
1: Next one. Try making the point that having guns in the house may actually increase the possibility of home invasion robbery since firearms are an attractive target for theft.
0: Wow, okay, if we're going to go there... Then we also must have a little talk about the Journal News of New York City. Also, the Roanoke Times in Virginia. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, remember a couple years ago when the Journal News in New York did FOIA requests of all the gun owner permit holders in the New York area? Here's what they did with that. They took that info and made a clickable map. You can click on it through your web browser. Of every last gun owner permit holder. See in New York City you have to have a permit just to own a firearm. Well, you click on any of the highlighted little dots on the journal news's map, you get a name and an address. The Journal News just put all those those houses and their residents at risk. And they didn't care. That was their entire purpose. Not just a name and shame, but also to say, Hey criminals, here's a gun, you can break in over here. Like I said, the Roanoke Times try to do a similar sort of thing. They threaten to publish uh, permit holders' name and address information as well for a similar purpose. Hey, gun, hey, criminals, gun owner here, break into this house. Folks, that's just one of the several dangers of having, for example, a gun owner registry. In light of such a possibility, especially after the Journal News' little stunt, i will tell you what happened here in Virginia. Carry permit information is now legally exempted from FOIA requests. And that's a good thing for several reasons. One of which is, if you don't want other people knowing you own a gun, you don't have to tell them. How's about that, huh?
1: Next suggestion. Consider showing a parent chastising his or her spouse for leaving a gun where their children can find it. Better idea. Instead of treating the guns like forbidden fruit, and we
0: all know what that does, how about the parents being open and honest about firearms ownership and the safety thereof. You know, something like what my dad did with me. Or like Police Captain Masad Ayub's father did with him. In both cases, we knew exactly where the guns were. As children, we did. We also knew not to ever touch those guns without our parents' express permission. Captain Ayub talks about this in his book, In the Gravest Extreme. Take that forbidden fruit mystique out of it and it becomes just a normal thing. Oh, that's not true, Cowboy T. This isn't a Hot Wheels car. This is a gun. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, I know it's a gun. So what? My grandpa used to go hunting in the woods of Michigan back in the day. Did it all the time. Didn't have to. They had grocery stores back then too. You know, this wasn't the days of a uh, you know.
1: Hey, man! Man!
0: Old grandpa just enjoyed it. He had the guns in a gun rack like a whole lot of families did back in the day. Still do today in some cases. Well, since they were obviously in the house and my dad was curious about them, Grandpa taught dad what they were about. You know, safe operation, all that business. This is something that they used to call proper parenting. What hap- Whatever happened, folks, to where parents don't do this nearly as much as they used to? I think that's the actual problem here. And you know, since I worked in a K-12 school system for almost 10 years, I've seen the bad results of that in so many ways. Where are the parents? You know, maybe it's a good thing I stopped watching The Idiot Box um, a number of years ago. And it's rare that I ever go to a movie anymore either. So the Hollywood folks, they just don't see much of my money. Not really. Okay, those are all their points. Now that we've addressed each and every one of these uh, suggestions or points on how to depict guns as just so bad, now i got to ask again, what about their own bodyguards? What about these Hollywood top bosses' own armed bodyguards? Yeah, I think that's a valid question. And we'll address that question right after the break. Okay, we left a question hanging before the break. That was, in light of wanting to depict guns as just so bad, how about the bodyguards for those very same Hollywood top bosses? What's up with that? Well, first, well, they have that because they're concerned for their own personal safety. Duh! That right there should tell you something, folks. Oh yeah, I can hear him now. You! You have no business having guns, folks! Oh, our bodyguards? (laughs) Well, nothing to see here, folks. Move along. How about those LA Lakers? Wasn't that a great game, folks? Yeah. Funny that. This is the concerted effort of some very powerful people in the entertainment industry to demonize gun owners. Gosh, might as well just call black people the N word, you know, demonize being black, you know, just like they used to do in the cartoons, you know, back in the day. You've seen them. I know you've seen them because I saw them. And I'm not just, you know, whistling Dixie here. I'm, I'm, I'm serious about this. The, these uh, executives' drumbeat message is, if you're a gun owner, you're bad, bad, bad. You should get rid of that terrible gun before another innocent child gets hurt. Yeah? Well, how about all those children whose lives got saved by a good guy with a gun? Speaking of entertainment industry and movies, I keep thinking of that scene from Boys in the Hood with Jason Furious Styles defending his sleeping son in the middle of, an, of the night. Yeah, from A Home Invader. When seconds count, folks, the police might be an hour or more away. In some neighborhoods, yes, that's what it is. An hour or more. Hour plus. You don't have time to dial 911. Oh, and unlike Hollywood fantasy, that's real life. You know, speaking of furious styles in that scene from Boys in the Hood, speaking of that very thing, I stayed in my dad's house a lot when I was a little kid. And, you know, once I became a teenager, I went to go live with him. It just occurred to me while I was writing this episode how many times he, my dad, might have saved my life from some threat I didn't even know about as a kid, you know, late in the night. I wonder. Perhaps it's a good thing that I'll never know the answer to that. Whatever the case, though, Dad sure did his job. I can attest to that one. He had his Washington State carry permit, and he did his job. The fact that I'm speaking here tells you that. Oh, and uh, notice something else, folks. I want you to really think about this. How ironic that an industry that produced the westerns not so long ago now rails against their very own movies. <laughs> Ain't that something, everybody? <laughs> you know, today, they'd never have John Wayne making those those westerns. You know, the Duke, you'd never see that. You wouldn't see those cool Winnetou movies. You know, the ones with Lex Barker playing Old Shatterhand? Huh. How about this? Uh-huh. Recognize that? The Lone Ranger! You remember that? Oh, yeah, that's legendary, folks. Ohio Silver!
1: A fiery horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Ohio Silver. The Lone Ranger silver away. with his faithful indian companion toddle the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early west return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear the lone ranger rides again
0: yeah you all remember this don't you I
1: sure do. The Lone Ranger Rides Again!
0: Yeah, wasn't it neat to hear that again? (laughs) Wasn't that cool? Lone Ranger was the man. (laughs) Well, guess what? Today, you wouldn't have that. You wouldn't have any of that. Uh Uh-uh, not today. And that means you never would have been exposed to that code of honor that the Lone Ranger lived by either. And that, folks, would really suck. Because the Lone Ranger's Creed, if you all haven't read it, I suggest that you do. Google for this. The Lone Ranger's Creed is a really good set of rules to live by. Uh, The actor himself, uh, this fellow named Mr. Clayton Moore, he found the Lone Ranger's Creed so profound and and good that he himself, I'm talking about the real-life man now, the actor, he actually adopted it as his personal code of honor, and he strove to actually live by it in real life. Guess who else lived by that code? Jay Silverheels, his co-star, the actor who played Tonto. And from what I've read of their lives, they both did a pretty good job of it, too. Oh, but Cowboy T, that was old-timey, long time ago. Oh. Oh, really? Then perhaps a bit of perspective is in order here. Folks, y'all remember the Y2K panic?
1: Oh no, the year 2000, computers will all die! (laughs) Yeah, that.
0: Well, Mr. Moore, Mr. Clayton Moore, the Lone Ranger himself, left us just a few days before that happened. Yep, just a few days before Y2K, December 28th, 1999, at age 85, is when he left us. Windows ninety eight and the very first IMAX had been out for oh, about a year. I had just turned thirty one years old, and I'm in my forties now. Wasn't all that long ago, after all, was it? Now, I'm not saying they were perfect, you know, those those old movies, those old westerns. No, they weren't perfect at all. But doggone it, they were fun. I watched them too. You know, I haven't met anyone who was a boy, even in my generation that didn't watch these. All sorts of guns in those old westerns. I never heard about people going and shooting up a school for watching The Lone Ranger. Has it happened? I don't know, but if it has, like I said, I haven't heard about it. So personally, I tout it pretty highly. None of us kids ever did it. My dad and his friends used to watch those westerns back in the day too. They were listening to it before any of us were born. They were listening to you know to it you know on the radio even before TV came out they didn't go shooting up schools afterwards either. Oh, and I remind you, a whole lot of their fathers, meaning, of course, my generation's grandfathers, they had their guns in the rack right there in the house, sometimes even above the fireplace. You know, like how you see in those old movies. Well, that one's real life, folks. That's one of those Movies is a reflection of real life because I've actually seen that M-1903 Springfield or that M-1 Garand from the war hanging in a a place of honor right above the fireplace. So I know what happens even within my lifetime. Like I said, I'm only in my 40s. I am not that old. Shotguns, too. They're above the fireplaces. And and, um, Any of you ever been to the Cracker Barrel restaurants? They're popular out in the East. I'm, I'm hoping that they're getting more popular out in the West as well. Anyway, it's a series of restaurants that all you truckers out there know what I'm talking about. Good, classic Americana food. Well, these restaurants, these Cracker Barrel restaurants, they've got those old shotguns in every one of those restaurants I've ever been in. Old Vice President shotgun Joe Biden would be proud. They're hanging right there above the hearth. Yeah, every one I've ever seen. Every one of these. These Hollywood people, these, these entertainment industry folks, they used to portray that for what it is, an honorable and noble thing. Years. Decades they portrayed it like this. And now they want to turn around and demonize that exact same thing? What happened? What in the world is going on here? Folks, there is nothing quote-unquote wrong with gun ownership by us, the people. Nothing never has been on the contrary, you ask any of those old folks who had to deal with the hangings of black people back in the 40s and the 50s, some of them are still alive, they'll tell you it's actually a rather noble thing. And so will a whole lot of other people. Folks who fought in the wars, folks who went out hunting, folks who defended themselves from attack from various types of, types of uh, you know highwaymen or murderers or whatever. Gun ownership is just as noble and honorable as the printing press. Or the right to assemble, or the right to petition your government to redress grievances, or the right to insist on a search warrant before the police search your home. All of these are noble things, folks, and they should be treated as such. That's America. That's the America I and so many others, millions of others, signed up to defend. And on that note, you know what I'm going to go and do now? I'm going to grab my lever gun. Go to the range and punch some paper with it. That's right. All this talk about old westerns is maybe a hankering for some target practice, partners. <laughs> it's probably about as close to an actual cowboy as uh, Cowboy T will ever get. But you know what? It's fun. And in this country, we still get to do that here. And so I will. So saddle up, partners. I'm a heading out. This is Cowboy T signing off. Until next time. Till then, safe shooting. Practice often. Exercise all of your rights. Defend all of your rights. And thanks for listening.